Welcome to the Author Blur Podcast. Today I'm speaking with Monaraka Gray. She writes a poetic story with poems, illustrations, and she was a pleasure to talk with. I enjoyed listening and learning more about how she wrote, why she wrote, and a bit about her book, the story of her. So I always encourage you to always find the authors, learn more about them. You can find her information here in the show notes or at authorblurb.com where I have a profile for her. You can also find other authors there to learn if you want to discover their books, listen to their podcasts. Some of these authors even write stories that you can read about different topics that they feel is an interest to their readers. So, again, thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you need anything, always, as I like to say, go to authorblurb.com. I want to make sure you know that website so that you can find the show contact me, let me know how I'm doing, let me know what you think, and I'll try to reach back to you. Other than that, enjoy. I'll talk to you after the show's over. So I'm here with Monarch of Grey, and we're discussing her book, A Tale of Her. Now, it's an interesting book from the reviews I've read. The people that reviewed your book has great things to say about it. Instead of me going through and discussing all about the book itself, about you, how about as always, it's better for the author to discuss themselves in their books. Monarch of Grey, if you could go in and discuss this a bit, I would be quite appreciative. Yes. First of all, thank you for having me on your show. Um, so, yeah, I'm a, a debut author. Um, and in a sense, I consider myself also an artist and storyteller. And I wrote this book, A Tale of Her, in this case, uh, Her is Me, it's my story, and um, just a lot happened, uh, and I found myself healing from uh, heartbreak and just other things that you go through as adults. So I, I do want to take this moment to say um, for anyone with children, this is not a children's book. Um, I understand it can be a bit confusing, maybe, because I have illustrations in there. Um, but I, I promise you it's an adult book. And what happens is that I, I love writing since I was very young and especially writing poetry. So during this hard period, I was writing a lot of poetry, just processing what I was going through, what had happened. And... Um, at a certain point, I thought, well, these are, th this is great. I, I, I liked the quality of uh, poetry that was coming out, and um, I wanted to make a bundle out of it. And it, it, initially, it started like that. So it was a poetry bundle, and I thought, well, not everybody, because I use a lot of metaphors in, in my writing, and I thought not everybody understands poetry right away what you need um, just by reading it. So I decided to make artwork for each piece of poetry. And then I decided to also write the story behind it. I thought it would be interesting to have, um, you're never really told the story behind the poetries you read. So I thought right. a different take on it. And it also gave me this opportunity because um, I, I knew I wanted to pursue my creative career and I thought, well, where do I start? People don't really know me. They don't know my art. They don't know what I'm able to do. Um, mm -hmm. So this 
was a perfect kind of project where I can I can tell you a short story, I can showcase my poetry, but I can also showcase you my artwork um, and thus present myself as that artist storyteller that I want to be um, for you to know what you can expect from me in the future and who I am because it's a deeply personal story at the same time. Um, so yeah, it, it just gave me this opportunity to do all of these different things. And of course, I'm self-published. So it also gave me this opportunity to learn what is it like to be a self-published uh, author, mm -hmm. what different things that I have to do uh, to publish my book. So it served a, a lot of different purposes. Understand. And as a self-published author myself, I can tell you there's a lot of more challenges that I've dealt with as well that you deal with that. Did you find when you did that, did you find it felt more challenging to actually publish it? Or did you find more of the challenges in writing? I think more in publishing, perhaps even more in marketing the book. Um, because, yeah, at a certain point, you, you figure out which website you're going to use to publish it through. Um, you've written the book, you've had the editor check it out. You, I, I in this case, I didn't do the layout myself because at that point I was already <laughs> pretty tired of doing everything myself. Right. Um, so I will leave the layout to someone else. And so I've done all of these things and I have a book, it's published. Um, and I have my first reviews, but I have to keep marketing it. And this has been the most uh, challenging for me, uh, continuous marketing of the book. I understand. And then what did you find challenging about writing it? What was it just actually getting like the po because poetry, I'm not very, I'd say it. I, I know some Robert Frost. I know some of the older American poets, but other than that, I'm not hugely into poetry. So Bear with me if I sound a little naive or in something, but with poetry, I remember in school there was like different types of not all rhyming. What kind of poetry is your writing involving? Is it a different styles? What is it? Yeah, so at some, I remember one of my reviewers uh, was very critical. I know some people are very critical about like, mm -hmm. what, what you can consider to be a poem. So essentially maybe that's why sometimes i call it a poetic story instead of poetry because i don't know if i'm uh, legally <laughs> for the poetry police allowed to call it <laughs> um, poetry because it's very um, uh, instinctive and it's very intuitive how i write and i don't follow and the, the tra traditional like you have, you need a certain amount of lines uh, in it, or as you said, some needs to rhyme and these types of things. Um, I do notice a lot of my work is just very short. I am very short and kind of compact. Uh, um, mm -hmm. I can tell you a lot of things in, in just a little, I don't know, it's like a hobby at this point. Like <laughs> I can try to tell you so much and so little. I um, understand. And that, that reflects in my poetry as well. Most of them are not very long. And I find when I do try to, like, inorganically try to make it longer, some of them do come out longer organically. But when I, like, inorganically try to keep to, like, rigid 
lines because it has to be like this uh, type of poem and has to have so many lines. Um, I find it kind of waters down my words and and the kind of intensity that I'm trying to to get to you know maybe not always intense just the, the emotion or whatever it is that I'm trying to convey to you it kind of gets watered down if I have to stick to specific like guidelines understand so you said that there's artwork what kind of artwork is it is it um like is it a um kind of an abstract or is it several different types of artwork illustrations that you put in there because you said with each poem you have a piece of art or piece of design that you did yeah um so it's um this for fully digitally done, but my way of digital drawing is as if I would be doing it uh, by hand. Mm-hmm. And it, my style is more kind of abstract impressionism, um, I would say. And so it is, I mean, I can show you, but the podcast is the, the listeners can't see it. Right. Uh, but the people watching the videos can. Okay. I, so this, this is also video as well as audio. So if you show it, the list, the watchers can see it. So, but, so it looks like it's the one image you showed me look like a, um, okay. So for those that are watching, it's a fairly, it, I don't know how to describe it. Actually, it's, it's a nice looking image. So the image is meant to help, like, what is the main image? Cause I've seen that there's a little circle with a note on it. It looks like on each image. Can you help understand the purpose of that? Yes. So that's the where the actual poem is. So it follows the uh, structure. Uh, they have the story, and mm-hmm. then it gets interrupted by the image, and right on top of it is the poem. So you know they belong together. Okay. Uh, so that's the bubble that you saw. All right. So what the format is basically an ongoing story with little snippets of the in, the illustration of in poetry to help break it up. Now, are they arranged the poetry and the imagery is arranged in the story in a sense that it brings more to the story, or is it just put in there at a certain reason or rhyme? It is. It does. The, the short story itself does follow this a, a timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps with the exception of when I talk of things like childhood traumas, um, but uh, that's very sure is mostly a linear uh, story. And then uh, I interrupted with what that particular part of the story made me feel like. Um, so it's it's not completely at random, uh, but it it really follows the the story along the line okay and what actually got you to you said you just started writing poetry what got you to start writing poetry what was that that action that got you to sit there and go you know i'm gonna write this poetry or made you even decide to write this book because as you found writing a book is not the easiest thing in the world no it's not no (laughs) i think it's especially in, in this case for me it being such a like personal story um yeah it made it a bit hard at times and really emotional for me as well um but i just i grew up in a very kind of conservative um 
Catholic household. Mm-hmm. And I am the baby of the family, so I'm the, the youngest. And um, I would say everyone was significantly older than me. So um, growing up, I really experienced this idea that I, I I didn't have a right to say something because I was so young and I, I didn't know anything. And, you know, just I was dismissed constantly. And that made me start writing um, just journal journaling at first. Mm-hmm. And um, I cannot tell you the exact moment in time where I went, like, I want to do poetry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess things like, rhymes and just stories in general always interest me and that seeped if I would put a timeline on it would be like around my teenage years um, that I started exploring poetry and just kept doing it until this point 31 now so (laughs) okay and if I'm remembering correctly you moved to the Netherlands at 19 is that what I saw on your Bio, so what made you decide to go to the Netherlands and do you think that had a part to play in how you ended up writing? Partly what I just told you kind of had to do with me going to the Netherlands. I mean, I'm I'm from the Caribbean uh, and it it is, the island is essentially a Dutch colony. Mm -hmm. Um, I was born with the the Dutch nationality and it, it was just easier for me to come to the Netherlands and study and uh, even though I considered going to the US but it would it would have been way too expensive uh, with everything considered so I ended up coming here because I get like study financing and, and everything and I don't know if, if that decision itself um, made me go into writing because I, I was I was writing before that um, I think already around the age of at least 14, I was already writing poetry. Um, so I wasn't in the Netherlands at that point. So it, it, it hasn't had that big of an effect on me, but perhaps the, the fact that I'm open and, and willing to write such a deep personal story about myself mm-hmm. has been a result of me uh, taking that journey and moving away from situation where I, I felt in a way oppressed and um, yeah that I've become a lot um, moutier I don't know if that's a word <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it, uh, just more outspoken uh, as a result of um, moving away um, from my family as, as hard as I mean I still love them so as hard mm-hmm. as uh, that has been moving away from them and having to uh, do things for myself and just uh, fail and get up and experience things um, in life without that influence, I think did have maybe an indirect result of me being able to write this book, definitely. All right. So now, just for my pure curiosity on this, so... Poetry, I know, is a very, or a poetic writing kind of way of doing things, is a very um, emotional thing to do. So, like, when I write a fiction book, it's, you're getting out a whole lot of different stories, but it you're not putting your entire self into it. From what I understand of poetry, you're putting a lot of your emotions, a lot of your feelings, a lot of your thoughts out there and getting them in there. 
Now, it sounds like a lot of this was meant to address and deal with issues that you felt that you needed to deal with. Did you feel that this book helped you do that and it's going to be something that others can use to feel as if they can go deal with the same issues? I think definitely. And um, my intention at first was what, what you said before, for me to deal with, with my own, aside from all the other objectives that I had before to, to showcase myself as an artist and storyteller. Um, I, I was, yeah, it was very therapeutic for me writing this and um, just putting it in perspective. And it, it was a very kind of reflective time for me um and as a result that i a lot of my readers do give me that feedback that um maybe it reminds them of a time when they had their heart broken or um some people say well i i almost forgot that i i can you know just love myself in this way or, or just remind myself that um, for example, I, I have the manifesto at the end um, where I basically promised myself a few things. Um, and I got some feedback on that, that, um, uh, for example, when I say that others' opinions, uh, I respect others' opinions, but they don't dictate who I am or yeah, how I think about myself, that somewhere it triggered them. They knew that already, but mm -hmm. they just never put that in words and, and, and it kind of encouraged them. And, and that has been for me the greatest kind of byproduct of of this book because I, I was very nervous um, how people will react to it. Um, to begin with, it's it's very thin. You can see. Right. <laughs> short. Uh, I thought it's so short. Will people, you know, take to this? Will they like it? And I mean, you're a writer, so all, all of the worries that you would oh, have yeah. <laughs> as a first-time writer, um, you know, will, will they hear my voice through this? And and yeah, and I, I've been pleasantly surprised at how it affected people, and I just get a lot of heartfelt and and kind of emotional feedback from it because I myself opened myself up uh, in such a way uh, to my readers. Oh, yeah, and I can honestly say that I believe it was one of your readers that ended up telling me that I need, they sent me a tweet telling me I needed to talk with you. So, I mean, your readers do definitely like your stuff. So do you plan on writing more? Is this just you wanted to get this one story out or do you have more that you're planning on doing? Definitely. So this, this was the... It, because it was the shortest idea mm -hmm. that I could get out there, I did it first. Uh, my second story will be fiction. Um, and it is just taking me a lot more because it's completely different than just writing your story, mm -hmm. having to discover the world that I'm building or that, that is in my imagination. I have to put it on paper and um, figure out what's going on in this world, who's living there and, and how do I tell their story? So it, I do find it challenging um, to do something nonfiction now. It's going to be a series and um, I'm just really excited uh, to bring it out. I'm not 100% out on the 
format yet um, because part of me wants to kind of do it like a comic book idea. Okay. And since I already do illustration, um, yeah. So I've been playing around with this comic book kind of idea format, but it might change. But I just have this story idea. I know it's fictional, and uh, I don't know when exactly it will be finished. Um, but I'm I'm working on it. It sounds good. So can you give like one or two of the poems that you have in your book something to read so people can hear it a little bit, possibly? If you don't mind, if you don't want to, I perfectly understand. But I'm just thinking to to give you one that's family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't have one that's family friendly, then we can skip that. So like I said it was just an idea to see if you had a poem that somebody could enjoy. But what is... <laughs> What topics do you tend to address in your writing into the the story of her? Um, so, yeah, it starts with heartbreak and uh, then kind of exploring myself after that, that heartbreak and just other heartbreak that followed those heartbreak, type of heartbreak, and then just finally... Um, making the connection of why I was going through certain experiences repeatedly. So childhood trauma and kind of societal um, issues, I want to say, in the sense of uh, societal expectations, maybe better. Um, And then also my inner world and how I experience that, how I see myself. Um, in the world and how I see society. So those are the the topics that I... They tend to write about. All right. Well, I think you're having a bit of trouble finding a family-friendly poem, so (laughs) we can skip that. (laughs) It's the the most family-friendly that I can find. (laughs) Okay. Lately, I've been hallucinating while standing underneath the hot showers. I must be calibrating, recalculating my worth. My skin longs for the sun. My soul longs for for salt water. I close my eyes. I wonder. In these Caribbean blues, I wonder. Well, that sounds nice. And I imagine the story is going to help understand that a little bit more. Yeah. (laughs) Like like I said, I am not a very big poetry person, but it sounds like a very nice, very kind of sweet, and I'm trying to think of the family-friendly way of saying it, a very sensual type of situation yeah but so what i'd like to do is i have um i have a profile of you set up on authorblurb.com where people can find you i want to make sure that they know where the best place to find you would be so we have your website and the links that you given me in the show notes of course authorblurb.com i have all your information there where else do you prefer people to find you and like, for example, I know your website has a lot of stuff there about you and different features. What's the best place if somebody wants to reach out to you would be? I, I do think, especially if you want to know more about me and what I do, the website is the best. because um, I, I try to keep all the information on there. And uh, if you want to talk to me, maybe you can... You can fill in the contact form, first of all, on the website, but you mm-hmm. can also Contact me through uh, Instagram or uh, Twitter, which are the places I'm most active on. Okay. And with that being said, I'm going to end the conversation with everybody else. If you can hold on for just a moment, I'm going to end this. 
I appreciate you being here. Thank you again. And then we're going to talk a little bit more afterwards. Sure. All right. So there's the show. There's my conversation with Monaraka Gray. As I said at the beginning, she was a very much a pleasure to speak with. And I hope you enjoyed it as well. I hope you go and find her book so that you can get the most out of our discussion. So with that being said, thank you for being here. Remember, authorblurb.com. I have as much stuff as I can put on there, and I consistently try to keep growing it for you. So at authorblurb.com, you can find where the authors are via their profiles, the podcast itself, where it's streaming in case you want to subscribe, because I always encourage people to subscribe and also rate wherever you're subscribing and let people know that you like me. Tell people about me. I always love the more you tell people, the more we get found and the more we grow. It makes me happy because I am making readers and authors connect. That is why I'm doing this. All to make you guys happy. Happy is a good thing. So as well, as I like to say, some of the authors write articles and we're just here to connect and make things as best as we can. So thank you again. Thank you always for coming to join us. I look forward to having you with me on the next episode, the next time I talk with people. And always reach out to me. Let me know how I'm doing. I enjoy the feedback, positive, bad. Let me know what you think I should review, what I should fix, what I'm doing great, what you want to see more of. Those things are always appreciative. So thank you again, and I'll look forward to seeing you on the next, next episode.